Yeah, so I don't know. So I just I, I just woke up from a quick uh yeah, a little 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 nap snooze here uh right after I got back. So I'm still kinda <laughs> still kinda getting into it. It was one of those sleeps where like you're sleeping but you know, like when you're tired and you you don't even try to do anything to to, to set up a sleep. Like I I was lying down, I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and I was kind of sleepy, so I closed my eyes. Then I woke up and then my legs were cold. But instead of like f- looking around for kind of the blankets or whatever, I just kind of grabbed a sweater that was at the foot of my bed, and yep, then I just wrapped my legs like <laughs> like knee down with my sweater because I'm like, yeah, this is a this is what a blanket is. I think I. I fell asleep with my with my headphones in uh you know one of those like you totally did not mean to fall asleep no, it's but like just yeah let's ended. watch an episode your sunglasses are still on your head um your shoes might be on and you wake up like where the, what the hell happened you wake you wake up in a different house yeah uh with a different new whole completely new family surrounding new family you. that's pretty common new family uh n- another dog uh but but here's the weird Licking thing face. but here's the weird thing they're they all know you it's like a completely different oh, it's like a completely different woman and she's like good morning cam and you're like who the hell are you and then a bunch of kids run up and they're like daddy and daddy. Like, you know and you still have no idea who these people are and then cut cut to the opening scene where it's like Man wakes up in a new house. What's he gonna do with a new spouse? Hey, it's Cam. He's got a new place. Hey, it's Cam. He's getting a new space. What's gonna happen to this family of four? Next thing you know, the wife will be out the door. Hey, tune in for this week's episode of Cam's Place. But um, bum. Kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing tonight on two C's in a pod. 96.7 on your Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's to the th- th- we're in the throes of August right now. Uh, what happened? What happens? Anything special happened in the month of August? Uh, May is for moms. June's is grads and dads. August is um, uh, civic long weekend. Okay. Well, I guess yeah. I guess so. Then nothing, nothing, nothing of any importance happens in the month of August. But we are here. Summer is. Uh, God, summer's almost over, right? Thank yeah, let's God. Not, let's, we, Thank we, we, don't, we, God. we don't talk about it in that terms. I, I appreciate the heat starting to dwindle down. Yeah, that's been very nice. I wore pants the other day. Oh, what a feeling. I, I forgot. I, yeah, it was uh, it was a little bit odd, but it was nice to wear pants and not, you know, be excruciatingly um, hot. That's one thing that gets me anytime, uh, especially be, being here in Canada. And I don't know if it's exclusive to maybe Canada or the East Coast or kind of the northern part of North America. But anytime uh, you watch a television show or a film and it's set like in one of the hot places in the United States. One of Arizona, the pl- sure. California, yes. Texas, Florida, yes. Oklahoma, no. That was a geography test for you. <laughs> Any of those places, and the main characters are wearing jeans and Cowboy even like boots. a light jacket. And my thought is, how how are you doing this? How do Americans remain so fat? Yet where like yet they have to be sweating all the time, right? And then my next question is, do I just have like some extreme case of hyperhidrosis and I'm sweating all the time? I feel like I'm sweating in shorts and a t-shirt here. I would not fare well in jeans and a jacket in a hotter temperature. Yeah, the Floridians, I don't know how they do it. Maybe that's why they're so crazy. Because I understand the places that have the dry heat, like Arizona. They'll be like, it's 38 degrees. I don't know. They don't know that language. Um, It's 106 Fahrenheit. 
And but it doesn't have that like it was 24 degrees in my house yesterday and I was like it is a sauna in here but it's because it's so damn humid. Yeah, that could be it. That could be it. I do recall uh, I went to Las Vegas over the Christmas break. So it would have been, yeah, a little chunk between Christmas and New Year's. And I was very comfortable in jeans and a flannel shirt. I was extremely comfortable in that getup. Yet every single other person there was boots, full jacket, toques, even... Uh, and people are looking at me like I'm the crazy one. Yeah, they're just not used to it. But I mean, I like if we want to experience the other way around, I was outside in the winter last year when it was like cold outside, like minus 25, like fully bundled up. And my neighbor who worked on the ice roads in northern Canada somewhere where it's just like minus 40 and minus 50, he was out in like a t-shirt he's like this isn't bad i don't know what you're talking about no that that is that's object that's objectively crazy those those people too, are objectively insane yeah yeah if you're, so if I, you're I wearing shorts the in the negative temps yeah that's yeah that's that's a that's something wrong with you yeah uh, i mean your body just gets used to it but yeah such is life that's what uh that's what these northern folk do um i did i tell you i'm going to vegas uh no, but when are you going? Uh November, That's late fun. November. Any yeah, re- so any reason? Uh just Dan's birthday. We figured nice. we'd uh turn it up. We're trying to figure out what outfits to get. Cuz you know you have to have drunk 1, drunk 2, drunk 4 and then you're like where's drunk 3? Who knows. Um but we can come up with something a little bit better than that. We all have pit vipers. So that's one thing. Okay, so you all have the you all have the cool sunglasses. So you're gonna cool stick sunglasses. You're check. Gonna st- you're gonna stick out like a sore thumb waiting for. I mean, uh, I don't think you can stick out like a sore thumb in Vegas unless you're all in like, I don't even know what anymore. No, I think you can. I think you'll be a magnet for uh, any for any of the uh, the small the uh, the kind of like very petite Latino men to hand you flyers of uh, you know whichever prostitute that the they are cards. trying to sell, or just kind of like whichever kind of disheveled person is going to try to sell you what they call cocaine, but there's not a there's not a, a gram of cocaine in there. It's mostly other crap. I think the more you look, I think it's more just like kind of anywhere. The more you look like. Like a tourist, the more the locals will try to get you to sell. I don't shit. think there's anyone on the strip who is not, though. You know what I mean? No, I've, I've, I, I, I would have dressed normally when I went to Vegas, and I know friends who. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody offered me cocaine, or drugs. Yeah, it's because you were like nine, probably though. No, it's twenty-one. But st- oh, okay. but still, but still, I think still. just I think just like anywhere, if they can tell you're from out of town. They'll they'll try to definitely shove those. Uh, they're like business card sizes, oh, but it's just them. filled yeah, with they, they, na- with nude women. Yeah, it's and, like Tammy uh, and Patricia and Tammy and <laughs> Patricia's sister. Patricia's Tammy. sister named Tammy. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, you're it's have, a very you're, small so, firm. Yes. <laughs> so you got You got you're, you're definitely gonna have to watch out. Uh, you're definitely gonna have to watch out for that. Uh, yeah. I, I I mean, we're gonna see if we can collect them all. Or are you gonna uh, any any is this plan just kind of in the virgining stages or have things been booked at Bo- all? Booked. Yeah. I mean, we got a crazy good rate. We got uh, flights there, back, and four or five nights in a hotel. Six hundred bucks Canadian total. Which uh, which hotel? Mandalorian? No, not no. We said the Mandalorian <laughs> was k- k- cursed, so we didn't do that one. What? Well, I think uh, you're talking about Mandalay Bay. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Mandalorian. <laughs> that's a movie, isn't it? I think it's a TV show, but you're pretty close, Cam. Uh, yeah, it's all good. That uh, saying the Luxor. Uh, I wanted to, but I don't know. I I let Dan book this one. He's never booked a thing in his life, so we kind of said like, let's see how you do this, and oh, we're gonna see the, how it turns out. You guys, the the other guys are usually in charge of the other bookings, and uh, well, norm, normally it's me and Jeremy do all the booking for everything, and we'll just he'll, he likes scouting things out and finding things to do, and then I'm the okay n- enough talk we don't talk enough talk time to smish, um then I just book everything. It's like hey, we're gonna this 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 this. It's all, and I normally throw it on my credit card. I get all the points, and then I just charge everyone else out. So that's how you—that's how you have so many points. I mean, I paid for a lot of my trip to Davos with points. 
Yeah, just like the flight over or whatever. Your aeroplane yeah, exactly. points. Because I mean, or like I didn't. I don't use my points for anything, but when I fly. Yeah, I haven't used. Uh, I've got an aeroplane visa card, and I haven't used a single point ever. And I've had that visa card for probably ten years now. So that thing's uh, that thing's just been racking it up. I'm sure. You're just gonna be flying in circles in the air. Pretty much, yeah. I'm just gonna ask for one of those. Uh, can you? Can I go from Toronto to Toronto? But I want to go around the world. No layover. <laughs> no layover, please. Thank you. No layover, thanks. Well, that's fantastic, yeah. Cam. Can't wait to hear more about the story as it unfolds and the bookings and this, that, the other. And well, we uh, got to keep an eye on the uh, the vid. It's uh, not not so good in America right now. They're uh, they're hanging on by a thread. Hanging on by a thread. How much? Uh, how, what's the cancellation penalty uh, for for you guys to get any of your money back? I, I think the flights will come back. The hotels. <laughs> I don't think those are coming back. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean, this was the conversation we were having, is because one friend was saying, "Hey, we should wait to see how this stuff turns out. Like, give it a month or something." But my opinion is, the reason we're getting a crazy rate is because we're taking the risk. Yeah. Right. If if everyone knows that it's a hundred percent, then we're not getting that price. I mean, that's the thing. This this could be the uh, the price the price of a lifetime. Quite frankly, I I mean, in my opinion, it's pretty damn cheap. Um. So yeah, that's uh that's the plan for the fall. Lots lots of big stuff going on. We've got Alberta in November, Las Vegas in November, and Turkey Point or something like that. I don't know. I'm I'm flying right now, baby. When you're going to Alberta, are you flying uh without your passport? Oh, you know it. Hell yeah. This is what you're going to do. I'm going to show up with a piece of paper that says my name's Cam. You show up you with your you show up with your driver's license and you say, "This is all I need. I do not need anything more than this to travel within my great country in which I am a citizen." And they have to say yes. And uh best part, best part about traveling within Canada. Yeah, I haven't done it much, but it is fun to do it. Don't One time eat. I missed a flight in Canada. Um ever tell you about this? No, I don't think so. It's a classic mix-up. Um so wake up in the morning, you know, have breakfast yada, yada, in Halifax at the time. I'm going to fly back in the afternoon, four o'clock flight. So I go to check in for my flight in the morning, 9 a.m., whatever, just online. And like the page is down. So I'm like, fucking airlines, these things suck. So I, I get to the uh, airport and um, I do and I try the machine and it also won't take it. So I have to go to a person I'm like people. What are we doing here? And she's like, sir. You know that airports run on 24 hour time, don't you? And I go, Ooh, did it leave already? She goes, Yeah, your, your flight left at 4 a.m. Oh, it was one of those, Shucks. and you saw it was 4 p.m. for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I, you know, I was young, so I just kind of assumed that everything was in my favor. Or that, why would I book a 4 a.m. flight? Why would they have a 4 a.m. flight? That's stupid. From Halifax, of all places. Like, I understand. Yeah. 4 a.m. coming out of, like, New York, Paris, London, those types of places. Yeah, there's shit going on at 4 a.m. What happens in Halifax before noon? Yeah, uh, people are waking up from their drunken stupor at 3 a.m. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, a little uh, mix-up there. Hey, I had a story to tell you before we uh, get on to notes and amendments. Or do you want to jump into those first? Uh, sure thing. Let's get into some... Notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. This is from last Amendment. week. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Too crazy. Uh, MTV's Cribs premiered in September of 2000, which is probably why it is on my radar and maybe not yours as much. I think that's where the com- that's where the conversation came up last week. A little bit. Just a quick little aside. Um, And nextly, uh, we're talking about the kind of amateur professionalism within the Olympic Games because the Olympics are still rolling on, at least as as, as this recording happens. Um, So we were talking about, yeah, where are – because it's Olympics were, you know, traditionally supposed to be the best of amateur sports. That's the way, like, they wrote it back in the 1800s. They wrote – they write the rules. This is the way it's supposed – 
supposed to be. However, throughout like the centuries and the decades that kind of followed, each sport within its own little committee then had debates and conversations about letting professionals back in, including in the 70s when it was Canada who actually objected about the amateurism in hockey uh, because they didn't believe that Canada could send a non-professional team that was better than the non-professionals coming out of Russia. Uh, it was a whole thing, and then eventually ended up to, um, you know, can't, uh, they opened up the gates so hockey players could perform. A similar discussion happened the year before, the kind of Olympics before the Dream Team from the uh, from the early 90s or whatever it was down there uh, in basketball. It was the same kind of thing. Um, so nowadays, they've pretty much cleared the rules coming up 2016. They pretty much cleared the rules as to all sports are allowed to have professionals in them. There is no more amateur professional type thing. It's just if you choose, you know, you if, if, a, if, a, if a professional chooses to play the sport or not. There are, however, two exceptions. The only two exceptions to this amateur professionalism rule um, is both boxing and wrestling. Professional boxers may compete. However, it is under amateur boxing rules whatever those rules are, and uh, professional wrestlers may also compete. However, it is also under amateur wrestling rules. The Undertaker's been protesting the, uh, the for Undertaker, years. The Undertaker, he's been snubbed of gold for about 30 years now. Um, and no one knows how to defend the <laughs> Tombstone Power Well, that's driver. the thing. That, that's, that's the thing. You know, you take some of the best amateur wrestlers in the world. Nobody, They don't know what to do against a Tombstone. Uh, you know, a big Goldberg spear. Uh, what are you gonna do about that? Uh, so yeah, so 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 every sport you are allowed to be a professional. Also, uh, those two exceptions do compete under the amateur uh, set of rules. Um, and there you have it. So they've pretty much kind of abolished that entire discussion. Of course, recently there was that whole thing with the NHL and Gary Bettman specifically, where he said no Olympians. Or no, you guys cannot go to the Olympics. But that was more on the NHL that side. That was an insurance thing, though. Yeah, that was on the NHL side. The IOC, uh, the International Olympic Committee, had no had no discuss part of that discussion. Uh, if anything, they want professional hockey players because come Winter Olympics, that's what makes money. So there you have it. Yeah, yeah, it's always a fun debate every four years. Well, every three years this time. Uh, yeah, I've been watching a ton of it. I don't know about you. Yeah, not a ton. More same, same, exact same as much as I think I was watching last time I checked in. Nah. You know, you watch a sport occasionally and go like, "How's this one played?" Last night was surfing. How is this? I heard it was boring. Surfing is slightly more boring than baseball. I never thought there would be anything ever. Because you have to wait for a wave, right? You have twenty. So I was trying to like understand how these rules go on. You have like twenty minutes to make it all happen. You know, and it's one it's one on one while this is happening. But then depending on, you know, if you like your 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 score is based on how good the surf was, you know, how good your kind of flip or whatever was. Yeah. But then how also how many toes did you hang off the board? But then also to the degree of difficulty of the wave. But then there is also a score where uh, depending on how you know you ride a wave or whatever, then a, a wave is a, a, like the wave priority is given to a competitor, and then that will flip flop back and forth. Um, so you know, like there uh, a bit last night, somebody had a strategy because they had the wave priority, but they were in the lead. So like they waited and took a really good wave, and it was some kind of shit like this where these Australians were just going nuts for it. Um, classic Australians. And um, yeah, I was trying to follow, it, but you know, it's you're kind of like, okay, this is cool. You know, this is whatever. So, this you know, is something. This is it's something that following an athlete's journey, though. Is I find that, that's the best part of the Olympics. Okay, what do you mean? So, for example, I was following the women's uh, beach volleyball team because they were undefeated. They were the world champions. Uh, came in into the. They did the what do you call it? Um, pool un, didn't lose a set, and then they go into quarterfinals, crush it. And then, I, you know, once you get wind of them, you're like, oh, shit, these ladies are like, this is our chance for gold. Uh, and they lost yesterday. So 
Yeah, that was disappointing. I mean, but I, I guess, guess that's sport. I guess shit happens. I'm also fed up with these stories of young athletes. Yeah. Um, you know, like, oh, they're only 19 and they've achieved so much. No, 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 no. I'm well aware that a 19-year-old is far more athletic than I am. I want the story of the 52-year-old pole vaulter who is still crushing it that late in life. Like, I, I, I want that. I think I want that story. I want the old guy in the Olympics, not the young, fresh meat who hasn't had his hopes and dreams crushed by, you know, his parents or something. I want I want the full blown, you know, I've lived a life. I've had kids. I've been in debt and I still was able to to achieve the goal. That's the type of success story that I'm really looking for. I don't know how many athletes, like you have to be a very specific sport, like shooting, for example, non-age restrictive. Air rifle? Air, is that, oh yeah, it is air rifle. That's what it's called. Air rifle, sorry, yeah. They, you know, they leave the shooting to the Americans. Um... Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Did you watch any of the golf? Probably not. Nope. <laughs> well, do I have a golf tale for you, Cam? Not Olympics related. <laughs> Go for it. A, I'm on my call you're, that a segue. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, feel like you're to, I feel like, Cam, that was you killing time thinking of like a segment name. No, no. Um, you know that I've been playing a ton of golf this year. Mm -hmm. uh, I played four rounds over the weekend. So Friday... Saturday, Sunday, Monday, each played a game of golf. Uh, definitely getting better, which is fun. Anyway, uh, Saturday rolls around. I go with my mom's. Uh, it's her birthday. And eighth hole, it's an elevated tee box, 130 yards or something like that. Hit an eight iron, landed about like five feet from the green. I'm like, bah. all right, good enough shot. I'll take it. But I'm like, fuck it. Let me just shoot another one for fun. Up in the hole, hole in one. Seriously, got a hole in one. That's the ball. Now I and Audrey, to Audrey was the Audrey was there to witness. We have witnesses. We have full witnesses. Wow. I talked to some people and they're like, "Yes, you have a hole in one." I talked to other golfers. You're like, "Kid, you don't have a hole in one. You have a par with one shot." Hmm. Because they're like, "It was your second tee attempt." I'm like, "Sorry, did you hit one off the tee box into the hole?" Oh, you haven't? Okay, so we're in a different club. Well, you, Cam, you go wow. and hang out in your non-hole-in-one club. Congratu That's fine. Congratulations. I got to say, the hole-in-one is the... We were talking about it a couple weeks ago. It is the epitome of, you know, it's the golfer's dream is to hit that hole-in-one. And it's something you did. So That's something that nobody can ever take away from you. No one can take... They've tried. They've tried hard. I would have to say that it counts. I would say so. Because I would say it counts because I'd say whether you're whether you're keeping score or not, that is irrelevant to the question of did I hit the ball off of the tee and it lands in the hole or like, you know, ends up in the hole. That's what a hole in one is. It can be your 14th attempt. You still did it. Yeah, right. That's That's what I mean. It's like. Sure, if you want to go PGA rules, I took a three on the hole. If you look at my scorecard, there's a big fat one on there. <laughs> or, yeah, it's like, or, you know, you, or you'll hear a story, and it'll happen every so often, of, uh, like, a, a pro hits a hole-in-one on a practice round, you know, before the tournament. It still counts as a hole-in-one, although it's not, you know, officially kept, and the score, and this, that, the other. No, he still had the T, he still... Took a shot off the tee and it went in the hole. Yeah, right? I'm I'm on board with that. I mean, I think people are just haters. I think anyone that I tell who hasn't hit one and they're an avid golf, they're like, okay, but like you, you actually, we're kind of like the same. Have you spoken? Like, have you spoken anyone? Uh, told anyone who has hit a hole in one before? See what they had to say. Yeah, they were like, yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. So it sort of seems yeah. like one of these, like one of these, like club, you know, like it's yeah, it's like you said, part of a club. Now, has Ange ever hit a hole in one? No. So what you're saying is, is that you're better than your dad. Ooh. That you. <laughs> See, okay, so there. I was also thinking about this. I'm like, I shot well on that day. I shot a 44 on nine. So that's like tracking the 80s. Very good round. 
is that the highlight or is it that I got the whole one? Like 100% the whole one. Yeah, 100% right? the whole in one. But I don't think that makes me a better golfer than my dad. If no. I can consistently beat him on a course where I'm like, if he's shooting like 95 or something, and I'm like, in the 90s, I'm like, I beat you. I beat you, I beat you, I beat you. This, I'm not going to call it luck because I did it. Um, and, you know, I the first one was close. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm a better golfer than he is yet. Probably I not. I think once I can I, consistently I think, I, shoot better there, there also is a... Uh, a, a fluky type element of hitting that bit, hole in yeah. one, sure. right? Like, let's say you're off the tee, you know it's 135 yards, you can hit the ball 135 yards, or let's say between 130 and 140 every time, and then it hits the ground and eventually rolls in. You know, it sort of happened, and certainly there's a lot of skill right there. You had to hit it straight, you had to hit it the, the, the perfect distance. Had to hit the right bounce. It was a one bouncer. It's all that thing. Roll in, bounce. No one believed me either. In the in the in the, they cup. were like, no, it's just hiding down there. You didn't get yeah. a hole. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's also like the element of you know the basketball player who heaves the full court shot, that 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 bounce that uh you know that off the backboard and in uh, to win the game. You know, it's like yeah, that that does require skill in that you have to be strong enough to throw it and accurate enough to get it there. But you could take. Uh, you could take 50 attempts and maybe hit two of them. You know, yeah. it's like, so it's not there like... There definitely is luck involved. There, it's not this exact precise science where you're like, I know this is going in. It's like, I'm going I'm to try to hit it as close to the hole as I... Because I think that's what you're doing every time you're going for the green, right? You're trying to hit it as close to the hole as you can or to end up yeah. as close as you can. Yeah, and either then, like middle of the green or like if it's an edge of... If the pin's on the edge of the green, I'm like, I'm not aiming for the pin. Get like, on the green. Mid, middle of the green, aim for that, and then you'll put it in the woods. And then, you, you know, it is what it is. Well, Cam, that's an incredible story. That is an incredible story, one that you'll have with you forever. I can see you signed the date on the yes, ball, sir. too. It's now there on the mantle. You need a little, like, it's kind of like sitting on your mantle right now. You need yeah, a little, like. Yeah, I'm going to get a little case for yeah, it. Yeah, something to prop it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, and, one uh, of those little, like, little glass case. I, I found one at Michael's for, like, six bucks. I'm, like, perfect. I yeah. was looking online, and there was a bunch that were, like. Like a hole-in-one case. They're, like, $70 cases. Yeah. I'm, like, oh, I forgot. Only rich people play golf. <laughs> and then they would just be, like, let's, you know, rake them over the coals for this. So then you just get <laughs> fucked, right? Yeah. Because it's like a triple mirror box that's engraved, and it's like, you know, I'm like, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, I just want to keep it safe. Just keep it out of Darla's uh, filthy little mouth. Exactly. Uh, yes, yeah, so that was my big accomplishment of the weekend. Shot well overall, but that was uh, that's a big one. That's, inc- that's an incredible story, Cam. That really is. Yeah, very happy with it. Very happy. I had one person bow to me once I told them. Wow. Well, that's a, that's yeah. a bit much. Well, it's because he couldn't say congratulations because his buddy was teeing off, so he just gave me the, like, you are a god, and I'm like, don't talk to me that way, you peasant. Don't talk, don't address me. Don't look me. me in the eyes. Yeah. I'll scorn you down. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, plowing ahead here, I think it's time to uh, bring back an old favorite of ours, which we don't play enough. It's time we scour the web. It seems like we always just scouring the web. For the freest things we can find with the most valuable taste behind them. Cam, you know what it is. I know what it is. We search the web, we find something free, and we pitch it to each other. Cam, are you ready for this? Are you ready for some free on Kijiji? I've been told that the free I, I I've been told by at least one person that Free on Kijiji has the best theme song out of all of our stuff. Uh, so listeners at home, let us know what's your favorite uh, two C's in a pod theme. Two C's in a pod at gmail.com. Let us is it is it the e is it is it the headline Ras nine theme? Is it our Urban Dictionary Balderdash theme? Is it our Night Rider theme? Is it the move? Is it our movie review theme? Uh, if you can recall from our Shark Tale episode, of what that sounds like. Is it the uh? Did we get an email theme? Um, somebody, somebody in or is it the top? five somebody in our kind of post-production department works very hard on the themes and i'm sure if you were to ask this person they would like to get some kind of validation for all their hard work 
Cam, are you ready for this week's edition of Free Uncle Gigi? Uh, uh, how about you? Uh, how about you hop in the elevator there? And um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll do it that way. All right. Uh, hold hold the door. Hold the door. Oh, thank okay. You, thank you. Hold hold, hold the door. You. Somebody's been watching. Uh, uh, no spoilers. Um. Oh wow. Cam, I I, I guess we're, we're 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 back at the office now. It's uh, I I guess I haven't I haven't seen you since last March. Now that we're back in the office, and Cam, I gotta say, you are coming out of this pandemic. You are looking amazing right now. You're you're have have you been have you been working out or eating like uh, do, do, taking supplements of some kind? Kegels and olives, baby. <laughs> Kegels and olives. It's interesting. Well, whatever you're doing, it's it, it's it's working. I gotta say, I gotta say. I mean, you look, you know, you look great. Your clothes are fitting great, and I mean, between you and me, though, I th- I think I might have the thing that could maybe put your training over the edge if if that's what you're looking for. What do you got? Well, believe it or not, I have I have two full grocery bags filled. With bottles of vitamins. We're talking C, Ooh. D, multi, some calcium boosters, a couple, a couple creatine pill, uh, a couple creatine bottles, bottles of all sizes, all, 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 all bottles of all sizes. Really? Is that is that? I mean, if you want them, you, I want them. You can I have them. them. I, I think, come on. How I think I think it'll really. I think it'll What's really put your training over the edge. What's the catch? Why Why did you say there's a catch? As if there's a catch. Because those are expensive. Okay, well, okay. The, you do need to know one thing before I give you these bottles. What, what is it? It's that all the bottles are empty. And it, oh. it's really, it's really, <laughs> it's really just for show. Do you want, I, I think this Wait, could you're put, telling me I can look like an athlete in the I office? Think, I think this could, I think all of these, I think these garbage bags full of empty vitamin and supplement bottles could really put your body over the edge. Wow. I, I, can I put them on my desk? You can put them on your desk. You can make a little lamp out of it if you carve uh, carve out the bottom. I just put gum in all of them. Put gum in all of them if you want. Just throwing back. Put nerds in one of them. Uh, I love my vitamin C. Put Tootsie Rolls if you want. I'll take them. Take them if you got the bucks. Cam, I got them. That is right. Are you looking for two full bags full of empty vitamin and supplement uh, um, bottles? Uh, They're all yours. Um, Those are selling out of uh, out of Nanaimo, British Columbia. Actually, those are going away for free, which really feels like um, as soon as I saw this post, two full garbage bags full of empty vitamin and supplement bottles. My immediate thought was that somebody's hoarder parents died and now they're just trying to get rid of as much shit as they can, because I don't think there's any reason why somebody would keep a bottle of empty shit. Right. Uh, Yeah. I don't know why they just put them recycling, but hey, everyone has their reasons. Everyone's got a reason. All right, Cammy boy, pop in the elevator. Bing. Jerry, is that you? Hey. No, hey. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, sir. That is me, of course. You know what? I changed my hair. I got a haircut. Yeah, it looks like a toupee. That's me. <laughs> hey, how was lunch? lunch? Lunch was good. Lunch was good. again? I got the steak again. Yeah, I can, I can see it in your teeth. Oh, 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 jeez. Oh, no. Yeah, you yeah. want to clean those babies up. I got, I got the uh, the milk steak. You 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 boil your steak in milk. That's what you do with our age. Yeah, yeah, yeah tough yeah. getting tough chewing these days, ain't it, Jerry? It honestly, it 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 honestly, it honestly yeah, is. Those uh, teeth always slipping out every now and then. Not able to get food in there. You probably don't even notice when you get a little bit of steak and no teeth. <laughs> I don't think I caught what you said in that last sentiment, but I tell you what. <laughs> I got something for you. Okay, okay, I'm listening. Zinc free, strong, long, whole keeps the food out. Fifty grams of polygrip. Make that. You know what? I'll I'll give it to you right now, Jerry. You you say you want it right now. I'll give you a hundred grams of polygrip. Two two. Okay, we, we we use one of the polygrips. Yes, it's 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 for dentures. It's polygrip for dentures. That's right. And I got two of them. One's I hardly use the other one. I hardly use one. The born up is completely full. Are you interested? <laughs> okay, wait. So one completely full tube of polygrip and one gently used. Very gently used. Very gently. It was. It was from my 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 my, my passing wife Peggy. Well, she didn't have the best teeth. <laughs> well, anything to keep these chompers in place so I can enjoy my milk steak and Skittles. 
<laughs> That's right, everyone. Two bo- are, are, you, are you in Mississauga and you find that your teeth are slipping more than they should? Get Polygrip for your dentures. Um, we have one that's... Has it been in my mouth? No. Has it been in Peggy's mouth? Maybe. Uh, yeah, this is a definite offer for someone who is... I don't know. Um, I don't know how much this stuff costs, but this this is this is definitely value. How much Polygrip oh. normally costs? I don't know. Uh, neither neither do I. Any guesses? I'm gonna say fifteen bucks a tube. Oh, Save- it is less than that. It is five dollars a tube. Saving some good. Well, you're still saving some good cash there. Yeah. What are the? Yeah. So that's a little fun one that I find. Uh, love seeing people again. Probably. Someone died and they're like, well, shit, we got this polygrip. Chances are because there's like a Venn diagram where I think people who use Kijiji and people who use polygrip, like there's very few people who kind of meet in the middle there. Uh, So, again, rest in peace, whoever, uh, whoever just whoever just passed away. Maybe it's the same person. Who knows? Yeah. Well, um Nice bringing back the segment. Folks at home, let us know. Do you, do you want to keep that segment? Do we kill it? I don't think we kill any segment ever. It's no, just always just, just, in they, the ethos. You know, I always kind of have them all written down so we're kind of ready to go uh, whenever whenever that whenever that time occurs. That's it. Um, Cam, we're coming to the end of our season of uh, Night Rider, which means that we have to do a big decision. Yes, we have a big decision. Well, yeah, let's get into it right now. Let's get into it right now. We're going to, uh, before we get to our weekly review, we do need to uh, pick what our next show is. Cam, I can see you frantically looking for a coin. Good thing I have one. Good thing I have one ready here. I normally Uh, have so much money around me. (laughs) Yeah, you have so much, but it's all bills, right? It's all ones and twos. Um, Cam, yeah, because so this week we have a, well, I guess I guess we should just introduce the segment because we have another weekly edition of The Nightcap. Well, yeah, let's get into it. Before we hit our full Nightcap, episode 21 of the season. Oh, only 22 episodes in that season, by the way, so we are coming up on the end. We do need to pick for the next show. Now, listeners at home, we're not going to tell you what the show is until next week. However, on air, Cam and I need to vote about what the show is. Wait, why wouldn't it be two weeks, wouldn't it? Two, because No, we'll tell them what it is next week. Okay. But, so they can tune So in. they can kind of prep, but we need a little more prep than they do because we need to kind of figure out logistics right. and how the how the entire thing is going to operate. So uh Cam, I have a coin in front of me. It is All right. a 2020 Canadian quarter. Good year. Damn. Hey, by the way, folks at home, if you guys if you, tough year. If you guys but. have a coin uh, with the year 2020, save it because you're always going to remember it. I also have a dime here, but uh, I'll be honest, I'd rather flip a quarter. Uh, and the dime is from 2009, so you know, different time, different yeah, different sh- political administration, different uh, different economic turndown. So pretty much, Cam, what we have here is a coin uh, with a heads and a tails. Now, both you and I have both selected our kind of the finalists of our shows are one show in which you suggested and then one show in which I suggested. Do we tell them what they are or no? No, next week. Okay, this seems like a segment that leaves really viewers on the edge of not really caring. It leaves viewers on the edge of wanting to return next week so they can find out what the show is. All right. Uh, but we, like I said, we need to do this kind of pre-work or else uh, it would be complete and utter bedlam. So here's what we're going to do, Cam. You're going to call it. Do you All right, I'm, I'm taking heads. You want your finalist to be heads, which means that my finalist is tails. And uh, do you trust me? To flip this coin, to catch it, to flip it onto the back of my palm, and that will be the selection. I trust you as much as you trust my recording. (laughs) Spotty (laughs) at best. Okay, Cam, here we go. I'm flipping the coin. We've caught the coin. Oh, I dropped the coin. I'm fumbling around for the coin. Oh, and we've picked it back up. And what we are looking at for our next... I saw a double flip. I saw a double flip. (laughs) All right, let's hear what it is. Well, we're looking at for our next selection. Uh, we have landed on tails. That's mine, right? You picked heads. Let's go back in the recording on that one. I'm pretty sure I picked tails. 
<laughs> we can go back on the recording. But did you I picked heads? heads. Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. All right. And there you have it. Next week, folks, you are going to hear uh, when we cover our Knight Rider season finale, you will get the info about what our next show is. I personally cannot wait. I'm glad that we came down to uh, two finalists and then we were able to flip a coin. It is really the kind of most impartial way that I think we <laughs> you can kind of decide little things like that. Uh, so for next week, folks, you're going to get all of that information, but we still have two more episodes of Knight Rider season one to cover. The Nightcap, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. All we need is five minutes to recap this week's episode. M maybe less than five minutes, but certainly not more than five minutes. Oh, we're going to need more than five minutes. And, but the last one's a double. Is it a double or is no, it a single? No, it's, it's a single. In, f in future seasons of Knight Rider, the season finale is a double. Okay. I did. I did. I did do a little bit of look into that. But for this week, uh, we are heading to the Midwestern uh, United States to cover yet another edition of Knight Rider, the story of Michael Knight and his supercar kit as they traverse uh, the <clears throat> United States, solving all of small town America's crimes. Uh, but we only have five minutes to recap all of the action laid out in front of us uh this is episode 21 here cam you're covering the first half of the episode uh do you have your timer ready ready three two one start nobody does it better nobody does it better opens up with a masked man shimming his way into a software building trying to break in through the air vents Suddenly, an alarm goes off, and the bandit is caught by the very active guards who pull him into an office, throw him in there, where the CEO says, leave him here, I'll take care of him. The man is actually unmasked to find out it is a Scooby-Doo style. It's Michael, doing a test of how good the security is. He now believes that there is no way anyone could come into the building and steal the software because the security is too tight. They're trying to figure out who's stealing it, and Michael's convinced the theft is from the inside. Now, there's actually only four suspects that have access to the software room, each of which Michael will investigate thoroughly. We see Kit has now added space cadets to his repertoire of tools. We'll see if this comes in later. We catch a glance at a lady uh, inside one of the offices, or sorry, one of the coffee shops, um, now putting a phone wire inside of a hotel room. Maybe this will play out later. This lady is also seen taking pictures of Julian, one of the most prime suspects Michael is going to be going after. After Julian, take note of this name, scurries off from the bar which they were drinking at, Michael and this lady chase him because why do people run from each other only if they're guilty? Michael's more interested in the lady who's chasing is more than he is. He thinks, you know, Kit can figure out the rest. He manages to get her to stop and to figure out why she's chasing him as well when she pulls a gun on Michael. Kit distracts her. Michael takes the gun and is promptly arrested as the police show up as uh, she blames everything on him. As, you know, is this a me too? Who knows? With that explanation, Michael is now out of jail. Somehow he manages to get out of this and back on the chase for this lady, Valerie. So it turns out Valerie is a private investigator as Michael breaks into her house, snoops through her files, and uh, finds some photos of Julian, so it seems like she might be investigating him. So, while snooping, Michael's knocked out by a man who's also snooping through the files, and uh, he is woken up by Valerie, who talks, and is saying that she is trailing Justin Grooves. Michael says, you need to back this down, or soon you'll find yourself too deep. Cam, I'll pass it off to you. Yeah, you have a, you have a lot to cover, Sil. How do I have a look to go? You're not at the halfway minutes. point yet. That was at 22 minutes. No, there was still a commercial break to go. Oh, fuck. All right. Uh, then they go to the bar. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> I didn't take Cam. notes after that. Jesus Christ. Um, okay, no, they go... Uh, no, so they go to a bar to then invest... Uh, to then talk more. Um, however, uh, Flannery is the woman's name, not Valerie. Uh, Flannery Rowe 
Yes, she believes that she's investigating Julian and this mystery woman because she believes that they're cheating together, uh, where in fact it seems like that's not actually what's happening. One day Julian returns to uh, the woman that she, uh, Flannery, believes she was sleeping with, and he sees her dead and he escapes next you know flannery who is following julian the entire time walks in and also finds this woman passed away dead michael knight comes in to console her that's where you should have stopped anyways flannery and knight go to a restaurant to talk about what happened she seems to be a bit stubborn doesn't want any help back at headquarters mr stevens comes in upset that his code was stolen but we still don't know who julian was trying to sell it to michael knight goes back to the tennis club looking for some answers where we see the bartender who previously knocked out michael knight but michael Knight doesn't know that nor knows who he is. Michael Knight goes to visit Julian's wife, Linda, who seems pretty believable that she doesn't know where he is. But she does tell us that one day he suddenly decided to get active, which seemed odd, including him taking a fishing trip suddenly. So we're off to the lake. It's even raining uh, wherever they are. Maybe it's the first time all series. Kit hears two voices coming from a cabin, a uh, fishing cabin. It turns out that it's Julian and the bad guy from before named Armand, the bad guy bartender. They escape and Armand takes Flannery away at gunpoint. Uh, he takes her away. Kit travels by himself following the hostage situation. We get a Kit jump repeat from a few episodes ago. And uh, next thing you know it, Kit is traveling the opposite direction, driving Armand off the road. Then Knight and Julian show up just in time for the cops to take Armand away, as well as Julian, because this Julian guy is still wanted for the murder of this other mystery woman until we can figure that out. Later on, Michael Knight and Flannery go to Julian's home, where Linda tells Knight that it was Mr. Stevens, the boss, who convinced Julian to go play tennis and go fishing in the first place, which seems a bit suspicious. So back at the tennis club, Bonnie sets Steven up for a meet to exchange the stolen codes. And when he's trying to escape, he spots Knight and a chase ensues. He even hops back into a tow truck. Kit hits a big jump. Steven gets arrested. Back at headquarters, Bonnie and Knight give Devin a video game and everybody laughs. I went a little bit over the time there, Cam, but Cam, you mostly, should- Mostly, mostly on me. You should know this. You don't go until the exact midway point of the episode. I thought that's you, what we were doing. That just seemed to have worked every time up till then. Cam, literally for 20, this was the 21st episode of the show, for 21 of these episodes, you go- It we've literally been, has happened. No, you- I've done this exactly. Cam, for the past 21 episodes, you go until the commercial break that happens at halftime. That's been, honestly, because how, how, then how would I have known to stop? We've done this. I don't think we've ever, we've probably spoke about it once super early on. Yeah. Like you go to the commercial because there, there's a couple episodes where it feels like, you know, it's super front end loaded and then not much happens in the back half or vice versa. But you always got to go, you go to the commercial break, which occurs around the half point time. See, I just stopped taking notes. See, you just stopped minutes. taking notes. You're like 22 minutes in. That means it's it. <laughs> Actually, 24, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, pretty good episode. Yeah, I wait. thought it was Valerie. Yeah, no, Flannery Rowe, private investigator. That was her. Uh, that was Never her. heard the name Flannery. Neither neither have I. In the future, Cam, you'll know what to do. You go yeah, until the lovely. commercial break. Well, good to know. Um, <laughs> plowing ahead here. Let's get to our final game of the evening. It's your favorite. It's uh, how we end off all games. Um, we find all the things on the internet and what Donald Trump calls fake news and what other people call headlines. Fake news or asinine? What? Headline or asinine, Cam? Let's crack it. Hey. Hey. Headline or asinine? High or no high? High or no high? Slami, no slami. Slami, pastrami. Am I an Italian? <sighs> okay, Cam, I got one here for you. Ready? <laughs> right. Headline or asinine? Woman mistakes town hall meeting for pro-Trump rally slashes the tires of 20 cars in the process. This sounds real, but mostly because there's so much confusion behind it. So what I mean by that is, did she, I guess I'll just have to piece this together. I'm going to go ahead and say it's real. Now, how is it real? She probably saw a few people that came in with red hats, was walking down the street. She's like, shit, I guess we're doing this. Went home, got her flag, wrapped it around her, 
started going hoorah, walking down the street. Next thing you know, she realizes this is not a rally. This is a town hall meeting. It was just a few people that are wearing red hats, unrelated. Turns out that these people probably booed her out of there. She got out of there, got very upset, and uh, started slashing tower tires. Here's the problem with your flash slash, slashing tires. Make sure it's inconspicuous. Inconspicuous. Because if you're doing like 27 of them, you know, people are going to know it's a one-hit spree. And also, if someone just got mad at you, don't do it then. Do it a little bit later. I had a friend who lived in an apartment building who all the tires in the parking lot got slashed. No one knows why. I bet someone does. I bet someone <laughs> does. Headline. Cam, this one's asinine for you. Ah. I made it up. Uh, a little bit of a... Uh, I can see that happening, though. But uh, lesson learned anyway. Don't go slash Bill's tires uh, immediately after the action. That'll get you caught. No. All right. Headliner asinine. Cam, men should ejaculate at least 21 times a month to slash their prostate cancer risk. 21 times a month. Uh, now, does it need to be masturbating or can it just be uh, coming in general? Right. I like to think that, you know, because if you are an, uh, if you are an already sexually active adult and you have to masturbate 21 times on top of that, I mean, there'd be no there could be nothing left for you. You know, you would just be a, a shrivelly raisin. Of a, of, a, of, a, of a person. So I bet it's probably like, you know, they need to be uh, sexually fulfilled at least 21 times a month. Um, and in that case, whether you're sexually active or not, I would say that most men are. Most men do f fulfill themselves or, or are fulfilled at least 21 times a month. If not uh, by, you know, with aid from a partner or themselves. I mean, really, the only people we're excluding from this group are just the religious types. You know, so yeah. it's like, hey, all y'all all religious types, you got to start coming or else you're going to get prostate cancer. I think I don't know if there's a relation. Honestly, I don't I have no idea what the prostate does, but I do know it's a thing that affects men specifically. And for that reason, uh, yeah, I'll say it's a headline. It is a headline. Uh, it is men's health. So, you know, it's not going to be the most scientific, but oh boy, does it have some uh, punchy words in it. Milk and the cow is good for stress, anxiety and sleep, too. Come one, come all. We have a story that all men should take notice of. So it's a Harvard study, which does not actually attribute um, one to the other. It's just kind of just correlation does not equal causation. Hmm. It was uh, published in the European Urology. So I don't know how good that uh, paper is. But basically what they're saying is that it could slash their chances of cancer by a third. They did a U.S.-based study where... And I'll read this out because it just, to me, it didn't really make sense. I feel like there's a lot of other things going on with it. They had two groups, one that um, ejaculated a lot and one that didn't. And they found that there was a higher percentage of prostate cancer in those who uh, didn't. So could there be something else going on in their life? I don't know. But I, these studies to me are very uh, clickbaity. But as they say, so come on, have at it. Did they keep spelling cum C U M or C O M E? They did, yeah, C U M. Really? Because I thought that I thought that spelling of cum, like as soon as you spell it that way, it becomes like a rated R thing, <laughs> or you know, it is men's health. So. I guess yeah, they're not assuming that children are reading it or whatever or what have you. Oh, huh, okay. Well, yeah. There you have it. Key, just keep blowing, just keep blowing loads. Yeah. Uh, not, not the best article. I think it's more of a catchy headline. Not much to it, but apparently they got it published, so. So uh, I guess they're setting the bar low down there at Men's Health. Yeah. Okay, Cam. I, I bet I could find some shit articles in Men's Health. <laughs> I mean, the related story I found is Tyson Fury is masturbating a lot for a while to rematch. That's in the related section. Well, you know, I mean, that's what they famously say, right? You know, uh, that boxers uh, boxers don't have sex before fights. And you know why? Uh, to build up their pretty much not energy, but just like aggression, they say. It's because they're not attracted to each other. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Cam, I got one here for you. Headliner ass nine. A nine pound hairball removed from girl's stomach. So the first thing that comes to mind is uh, my crazy addiction or whatever that's called. I was listening to something with Dr. Drew the other day about, maybe, uh, maybe it was him, maybe it was somebody else. 
there's basically a condition that will f- you ju- you just get like appetite for things that don't really are- have zero nutritional value, like polygrip, for example. Uh, polygrip, not good, but hey, for some people it's great. Other people it's hair. Other people it's drywall. There was a show on one of the shitty channels that was like my strange addiction. You're I think it's called TLC, the Freak Show Network. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the Freak Show Network. Um, so a nine-pound hairball. Yeah, that doesn't happen accidentally. Um, that's definitely. You should probably be looking past the hairball and start asking how it got there and how we can make sure it doesn't one another one doesn't happen. Because I get a feeling that's not going to be the first time that happens. That's a headline, cameras. Cam, this one is a headline here for you, and this is a story coming out of Kyrgyzstan. Uh, where an 18, Kyrgyzstan, Kyrgyzstan right. my mistake, where an 18-year-old woman uh, went through a long medical procedure to remove a nine-pound hairball from her stomach. Uh, recently, the girl uh, was admitted to a hospital after stomach pain so unbearable that she was unable to eat or drink any water. After an x-ray showed uh, a bl- the blockage in her belly, uh, the doctors deduced that it was in fact actually hair. An emergency surgery was needed immediately to remove the blockage from her stomach. The hairball was formed because apparently the young woman had a nasty habit of picking up hair from the carpet and eating it, as well as chewing on the tips of her own hair. The doctor said that her stomach was so swollen from the hair that it just, quote, oozed out as soon as they cut the wall to her stomach. Um, this does sound wild. It's actually not as rare as you think. Back in 2012, doctors in India removed a four-pound hairball from the stomach of a 19-year-old girl who had a taste for both chair, uh, hair and chalk. And uh, looking kind of at a couple photos of this hair, you know when you clean out your drain in the shower and it's kind of like that collection of the long hair, but it's all matted together, kind of. It looks like that, but a ba- but like a, a child, a baby sized. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't eat your own hair, folks. Yeah, we're going to plow through that because that's going to make me vomit. It that might, was so gross. It might. I can, bleh, bleh. Oh my god, to think about when you pull it I'm not even going to talk about it <laughs> Alright, just leaving that one alone Alright Cam, uh, headliner asked me Three heavyweight boxers have already broken anti-sex beds in Tokyo um, Now I think, yeah, you were telling us uh, we, we had a story earlier about the anti-sex beds So, the, yeah, the, which, the which, there was Which were not, I think, I think where we landed was that It wasn't anti-sex, it was like It was supposed to be like green pro, Yeah, pro-environmentally yeah. friendly um, which I also, uh, I, I, I do kind of also prefer that reason, you know, cause I would think like in the Olympic village, they would take all those mattresses and probably donate them hopefully to some kind of charity. And then it's like now some like little Nicaraguan boy is sleeping on like a swimmer's bang pad. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to sleep on, I wouldn't want to sleep on a mattress knowing that like a bunch of Olympians just had group sex on it. Or maybe I would, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, the, I mean, obviously the bigger the sport, the more are, you know, the more likely the people will break the beds, you know, you see some of those people in the hammer throw or the shot put, I mean, imagine if you had two of them going at it. Uh, I mean, that would surely break any bed that you could buy from Endy or Casper <laughs> in the mail, uh, let alone one made out of cardboard. Uh, I, I think it's weirder that these stories are being reported. Because if somebody has their finger on the pulse of beds being broken, that means that somebody from, like, the TMZ side of the Olympics have their finger on the pulse of who's banging who. You know, the, 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 the German weightlifter and the Swedish pole vaulter going at it. You know, I feel like there's some creep out there who has very specific details of the exact sports in which Michael Phelps kind of, you know, I mean, he has the most gold medals ever and he probably had sex with the most varying of athletes ever. You know, maybe Michael Phelps kind of made that his kind of like a little side mission of his. He's like I'm going to have I'm going to win all the gold medals and have sex with one person from each sport. Uh, so yeah, it's a little creepy that this sort of information comes out, uh, but doesn't surprise me. So I will say that's a headline. I made this one up. I'm sure it has happened, but like you said, it's hard to get inside. Yeah. Yeah. But some, someone's got their finger on the pulse in someone, some, someone knows what's going on. Okay, Cam, I got one here for you. Uh, headliner ass nine woman auctions virginity to pay for mother's healthcare bills. 
Oh, God, you know this this one's coming out of the states. Um, yeah, one of what two developed nations that doesn't have covered healthcare? Um, What's the other one? Yeah, I've I've I don't know. Probably I don't know. I, I don't know. it <laughs> might be like literally that one. I know there is like two, but out out of the G eight, there's only a couple. Oh, the G eight. There's like one, I think. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I've just heard so many sad stories like this where it's like, what did I hear one? It's like child sells things on side to pay for classmates like food bill. And everyone's like, oh, it's such a good story. It's like, why does an eight year old have a debt for food at a school? Like, isn't that the real question here? And, you know, this one's even worse. Um, Now, the main question is, I don't think you can sell your virginity legally in a lot of places. I don't know if that's a state by state thing or if that's an all across America because prostitution, I I don't even think it's legal in Vegas. I think that's escorts and then you make side arrangements, which are illegal. Or just um, or just film it so it's pornography. The old yeah, I mean, prostitution the, loophole. Just set up a camera you know, and you're all good. Yeah, that's it. Um, or, yeah. Um, sad enough, I think this is probably a reality that the someone has to face, which is super duper sad. So I'm going to call it a headline. But tell me it's not, Cam. Tell me tell me I'm, I'm not right. Cam, this is a headline here <sighs> for you. However, you got caught up on the United States element of it. Maybe not a place where healthcare would be expensive, but think about a place where auctioning your virginity would be legal. Think about that, because this is a story coming out of Ecuador, where a woman named Evelyn Duenas is auctioning off her virginity to help pay for her mother's healthcare bills uh, uh, while her mother suffers from Alzheimer's. The 28-year-old is selling her virginity on on a Latin American auction website, which is mostly known for selling puppies and secondhand iPhones. Uh, The opening price for the bid is uh, set to about 22,000 Canadian. Duenas is hoping to reach a number that could help uh, care for her mother while also having enough left over to help pay for her own uh, studies in medicine. She does, however, have strict rules about the man in choice. So here you go. There's six six things. Um, He must have a medical certificate proving to be in good health. Must have an STD test showing he's STD free. Must use a condom. They can only must only stay there for one night. There will be no kissing or caressing, and the rendezvous will happen in a hotel of her choice, and she will be accompanied by a friend. Uh, officials in, um, like, uh, government officials in Ecuador have actually heard this, and have heard the woman's plea, and are currently trying to work out a situation to help pay for this woman's uh, medical bills, as well as a little bit to help towards her medical studies. So the virginity has not been auctioned off yet, and there could be greener pastures on the horizon. All right, that's that's what we like to hear. Um, glad to hear it. Glad to hear that the country step again. All right, cameras. Headliner asked tonight: Olympic cameraman stopped filming field hockey to focus on a cockroach in the game's final minutes. Well, I mean, we have agreed field hockey is not a sport because remember, if it has the word hockey in it and Canada's not good at it, how can it be a sport? Uh... <laughs> Ball hockey. Um, I wonder. Yeah. uh, Sometimes, you know, I mean, camera cuts are never the responsibility of the cameraman. There are, you know, let's say any, you know, let's say you have five to ten cameras focused on any one match sport game. There's somebody in a booth with a headset who's pressing the buttons cutting to each camera. Right. One of the directions that guy might give to the camera like, hey, like look for something non-sport related for a second, whether it be a fan in the audience, whether it be a coach's uh, the expression on a coach's face or whether it be a little animal or a little cockroach kind of crawling along the side. So the camera, the cameraman had nothing to do with this. It was 100 percent the guy in the booth and little production mistakes happen all the time. You know, you're watching a hockey you're watching a hockey game, baseball game, football. It does happen all the time where somebody just clicked the wrong button. As somebody who 
has been in that exact same per- position, you know, within my professional career, I have also cut to the wrong camera. <laughs> Shit happens. The buttons are right beside each other. It's not as easy as you think it is. Sometimes it kind of, you know, it flips the mind. But why they would focus on a cockroach, I find amazing. You know, cockroaches... Uh, in Japan, I th- you know, cockroaches can famously survive uh, a nuclear blast. Japan has a nice history with nuclear blasts. I think in the 2000, in the, in the two- year 2000 remake of the film Godzilla with Matthew Broderick, it was all... Um, or maybe even the previous Godzilla films, it was all... or There was elements of it where that blast on Hiroshima actually caused the mutation which then led towards Godzilla like it was like a a bug like a cockroach who got mutated and then years and years later so maybe they were kind of following on a little trend like that um but yeah it's easy to blame the cameraman because he's being paid the least in the whole chain of production uh so for that reason I'm I'm gonna say this is a headline this is a headline. I find the uh, headline itself is a little deceptive, as it seems they all are. It wasn't that the game was going on and they decided to focus on it. It was in a mid-action break. Now, there was five minutes left in the fourth quarter against Argentina versus Spain uh, in a one nothing game, which was tightly contested. But it was just a th- maybe two, three-second clip where uh, during a replay break, they showed this clip of the uh, cockroach, and then the fiber Olympic rigs came in to do the swirl, the like transition. Fun fact, you know that tra- I don't know. You probably haven't watched many Olympics, but you know that the like Olympic transition that shows up when it's like the Olympic rings and it goes to the next slide. Yep. My friend Dan actually made that for the twenty, uh, the last Olympic Games. He was working for CBC, and he was the one who made that. That's fun. Yeah, fun fact. Made that little transition. Um, anyway, people are confused about it, but again, it's not really a big deal because it's not like they left it on the screen for five minutes. It was just a quick little thing. Yeah, that crap. Ha- that crap. That kind of crap happens all the time. Uh, you know, or yeah, something's left on a camera for a little too long, even though the action has moved on. But uh, but yeah, blame the camera guy, right? Right. All right. Well, that kicks off our episode. Uh, that kicks off the episode? That kicks end? I, I think that kicks that... off the end of the episode, Cam. Uh, so, we want to thank you all for oh listening uh, to another episode of Houston Pod. Let us know. Uh, reach out to us. HoustonPodGmail.com. We would love to hear from you. I uh, have any emails, questions, comments, thoughts, concerns. Next week, we will be wrapping up Night Rider Season 1, and we will be letting all you fans know what our next show is. Uh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really excited for uh, the next kind of run of show that we'll have and uh all the things that come with it that's it i can't wait for it uh be excited for that you'll see what it is and i think you should be excited uh last off like you always say cam like subscribe blah 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 and never forget the last white man to win the 100 meter was in 1980 i'll see you next week <laughs> take care folks Ciao for now <laughs> Tonight on two season a pod 96.7 on your two season a pod 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 two